Hi, Liberation Seekers. My name is Carolyn Joy Cabrera King, and I'm here today to bring you the first of what I hope is a long, long series of episodes on the topic of liberation. I want to start actually with the title of what I'm calling this. So welcome to a liberation journey. It's taken me a really long time to even just settle on the name of what I was going to call this thing. I have thought about liberation school and liberation class. Those of you who know me know that I am a high school English teacher. And so I really thought oh, I should bring my teaching identity into this. And the more and more I thought about that and reflected on that, I was like, I'm not trying to teach anything. I'm just trying to open up some discussions and open up space for conversations to be had on this very large topic that takes a lot of unpacking and unlearning and recommitting and committing in order to understand and, and get deep with. So that didn't feel right. And I thought about a liber liberation time, liberation hour, and all of those things in one way or another felt like it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like what it was that I wanted to be doing and bringing. And so what it did feel like was a journey. And the more and more I think about what I'm bringing to the table, why I'm bringing it, and how I've arrived at this particular juncture in the road is that all of it is a journey, part of a lifelong journey, something that I am starting to realize has no end, um, just newer layers, deeper understandings, more spiral understandings, um, new levels of understanding. And so I am going to be calling this a liberation journey until new language emerges that feels more correct and feels more accurate to what it is. And I'm really open to the moving and shifting changes that come with a topic like the topic of liberation. So who am I? Um, my name is Carolyn Joy Cabrera King, and I am a lot of things. And I know that it is going to take a long time to unpack all of the things that I am and all of the different parts of my identity. And so I will bring today that what is on my card is maker, learner, teacher. I am someone who identifies as a maker. Um, I, I like to create things. I like to write. I like to write poetry. I like to write plays. I like to write essays. And so I am also a maker of experiences. And I run a small business called We Live in Eden. And I do breathwork healing facilitation. And those of you who know me from the breath world know me as somebody very interested in my own spiritual journey and my own spiritual practice and being on that journey with other people. And those of you who know me from the education world know about my deep, deep interest and commitment in anti-bias, anti-racist work and building a world of social, just, social justice. So I'm really hoping this space a liberation journey will bridge those things that I feel are very deeply connected, um, certainly really deeply connected in me and my own identity and my presence in all of those worlds. Um, I hope that this space allows me to make that bridge more explicit. And actually, We Live in Eden is from its inception. Um, the, the tagline of my business is shattering the patriarchy, dismantling white supremacy, resisting capitalistic conditioning in myself, alchemizing it all into love, luxury, and liberation. And I believe deeply that, that this extraordinary love is available to us 
um, that liberation is available to us if we can bravely take down, well, first recognize and then dismantle and take down the things that are standing in the way between us and living in a world where we can be exactly who we are, um, living in a world where everybody can be exactly who they are. And so I, I think both of those pieces are really important um, to believe in that liberated world, allow ourselves to radically imagine it because we can't build it if we can't see it first in the abstract and to look at what is. Um, I think both of those things are, are really necessary in order to move forward into a world that is one where we are all free. So welcome to a liberation journey. I, I think and that one way I really want to spend my time today um, is I want to I wanted to share with you the commitments I'm going to make when I show up to this space, when I show up to these conversations. And I'm really hoping that most of the time I have someone else here with me or I'm responding to some questions or I'm like trying to unpack something that I don't know, I've written about or, or whatever. Um, so I wanna talk a little bit about my commitments to what I'm gonna to bring to this time. The first, I've got six here, um, and hopefully these are things that I really follow through with, and I hope people call me out on it. And I really, I hope that anyone I bring on understands these six things too about the space that in the container that I am creating here. Um, so here we go. One, I commit to prioritizing my personal healing and accountability. I think this is really important. Um, it's taken me a long time to come to this space where I understand deeply that my personal healing is part of collective healing. I think that for a really long time, prioritizing my personal healing felt selfish, um, felt like something I shouldn't do because I needed to be caring for other people. and. I have grown to realize that by taking care of myself, I more readily am able and more completely am able to show up for others and for the world that I'm doing and in a way that is not carrying more of my trauma and more of my baggage into these other moments with other people. So I believe really deeply that I, I have to prioritize my personal healing and take accountability and take responsibility for the places where I misstep and the places where I need further, further work. So that's the first thing. And I, I really hope that I come to this space and this is something that I slip up with a lot is speaking from an I perspective because I really understand that I am someone who is also in progress, um, that we all are. And so I, I really wanna prioritize that personal healing and taking accountability for myself and my experiences and showing up in a way that acknowledges all the growth that I still have to make. Um, again, this is a liberation journey, not a liberation end or a liberation story. Like I recognize that I'm still very much on that journey. Um, my second commitment is to be open to stretching and expanding my understandings of love and liberation. This is something that's been really interesting for me to wrestle with over the years, is that language can be quite limiting. Um, sometimes 
we're talking about something and we're using the same words, but we don't actually really, we're, we're not really on the same page about what those words mean. And I think a lot of the big shifts I've experienced in my journey toward liberation and in claiming more liberation sovereignty for myself is an expansion of what I thought love was, um, is an expansion of what I thought liberation meant. Um, I have really found love and liberation to be far more inclusive than the, the child me um, could ever have imagined. And I'll get into that in lots of different places and, and how my understanding of love was developed as a child and how it's grown and expanded to where it is today. And I really feel very open to stretching that understanding more and for really getting love to be as inclusive and as all as all encompassing and unconditional as I believe it to be. Um, so I'm open to stretching. I'm committed to open and to being open to stretching and expanding my understandings of love and liberation. And so, I one way I commit to do that is actually number three, is to recognize every call out and call in as a form of love. So. Anytime that I mess up in language or misstep in a flow of ideas or understanding, um, I recognize that that's somebody pushing my thinking. Um, that's something pushing my thinking or someone pushing my thinking. And that itself is a form of love. Um, when we love one another to call each other out and call each other in and get to a more shared understanding of love and liberation is. And so the center of a lot of my work is that love, liberation, and healing. And in order to get there, we have to travel that road together, um, which I'll get to a little bit more. And in order for that to happen, I commit to number four, embracing discomfort and vulnerability. I am down to get uncomfortable with a lot of the topics that we're gonna talk about. Um, I really believe that discomfort is where the growth is. Um, and I believe deeply in the power of vulnerability. I think that where we are the most powerful when we are perfectly vulnerable. Um, I say a lot that perfect vulnerability is perfect power because if there's nothing to hide, there's nothing to feel guilty for, there's nothing to be ashamed of, there's nothing that I am, I'm wanting and manipulating for. If I have none of that and I just show up exactly as I am, perfectly vulnerable, then I am at my most powerful self because I'm at my most authentic. I'm at my most real. And so I commit to embracing the discomfort because that's where the growth is. And I commit to showing up as the most vulnerable I possibly can and, and tearing down walls as they come. Um, I'm ready for that too. Number five, don't let perfectionism stop progress. I'm going to screw up. I think that's, again, part of why I'm calling this a liberation journey and not the liberation show. <laughs> I know I'm going to screw up. And I know that in order to talk about these things, we have to be okay with making some mistakes. I am going to do my damn best to not cause harm. Um, and I will apologize for when I do. And, and I do not want to let 
this notion of perfectionism stop me from making progress or for opening the conversations that I am able to open with other people. I was thinking today, this morning, actually, I, I'm in a book club and we read a lot of social justice themed, themed books. And I was, uh, the topic of social media came up the other day and, and technology and how easy it is kind of to disengage from a difficult conversation and scroll through your phone. Um, how easy it is to disengage from thinking about something and instead turn on Netflix or something that is more what I would call like cotton candy consumption, <laughs> like easy, easy, easily consumed. Um, and I don't want this to be that. Um, I want this to be something that is challenging for the heart and the spirit and the mind, but in a way that pushes us to grow together and to understand one another more. So number six, I commit to remembering that we see more clearly when we see together. I think this one's really important. And actually there is an activity I do with my students at the beginning of the year. I've taught grades two through college. Uh, most of my career I've taught high school, particularly ninth graders. And there's an activity that I do um, for the beginning of the school year where I'll put an object in the center of the room and I'll seat students around it and I will sit in that circle too. And I'll pose the question, what do you see? And inevitably, people start to realize that they only can see one part. So we have this kind of illusion that we see what it is that we're looking at, but then you ask the person across the circle and they're seeing something different. And the person on the left is seeing something different and the person on the right and, and we're bouncing around all of these ideas and, and we can see more clearly when we are listening to one another. And we're, when we're trying to understand one another's perspectives and trying to understand how those perspectives exist, coexist with our own. And even then we are missing perspective. Even then we do not get the whole picture. Even then we don't see from the bottom or from the top or from all of these other angles. We only see what is around. So while I commit to remembering we see more clearly when we see together, I also recognize that even then we do not see completely. And so that is the journey that we are all on together. That is one of, of deep critical thinking and questioning and questioning what we think we know, um, dealing with the illusion of knowing, <laughs> um, all that kind of fun stuff. So that activity, um, I, I learned from something that Paulo Freire wrote. He wrote the book, Pedagogy of the Oppressed, something that has largely influenced my thinking and, and my life, especially as an educator. So I am really excited to be putting this together right now. Um, I think that it is a really good time to have these conversations and to be sitting and reflecting with ourselves. I think right now we have some time that many of us are not used to having. Um, I recognize too that this is a difficult time for a lot of people. And for a lot of people, there is not the time at the moment. But a friend of mine earlier today, Amalia Suricia, who I'm hoping will will jump on jump on this and be part of one of the conversations, like talked about you can, so you must. 
So those of us who can engage right now, we must engage in, in the complex conversations. Um, if we can, we should, we, we must. And so I'm gonna do my best to bring my identity to understanding my, my positionality and what I am bringing every time I step into the space and bring my voice and use my voice for this particular topic of liberation that is a gigantic topic. I think something I also wanna talk about right now is why now. Um, I have been writing about these topics in essay format and in poetry and in breathwork healing sessions. And I, I have been engaging in these kinds of conversations in the education world. And I think right now, I feel really called to expand who I'm having these conversations with. Um, while I really like writing and putting stuff out there, I think that is very much kind of an individual journey that I am on and I am starting to really deeply understand that this has to be a collectivist journey if we're all going to really reach true liberation because in a real liberated world, everybody is free, not just a few. So I really wanna turn this into a collectivist conversation, something that is a discussion, something that is a push and pull, something that is a, an expansion instead of an individual undertaking. I will continue to write poetry and essays and speak and do breath work and I'll continue all of that, but I'm really hungry for dialogue and community. And I ho I'm hoping that there are people out there who are hungry for the same Okay, <laughs> so that was a lot. Um, and I, I, hope that, I hope that everything I talked about right now gets you excited to, about the topics that I'll be covering when I come do this podcast show thingy. And um, I wanna end with a quote um, by Audre Lorde that sits in my consciousness a lot. I, I feel like I say this quote a lot so, <laughs> to like all of the different spaces that I'm in. I actually brought it to my book club this morning. And I, it was the very first quote I unpacked, literary quote I unpacked with my students at the beginning of the school year. Um, but Audre Lorde once said, without community, there is no liberation, but liberation must not mean a shedding of our differences, nor the pathetic prudence that our differences do not exist. I think about that a lot. I think about how much time it will take, how much time it should take for us to really understand one another, to really be in true community with one another, how much time it takes for us to understand one another's perspective, how much time it takes for us to understand all of the things that we carry with us when we, when we move into different interactions with each other. All of that takes some time. And so I commit to, since I can, and so I must, putting in some of that time to more deeply understand myself um, and my existence in the world and to deeply understand whoever it is that can enter the space with me and to understand our relationship together um, and how we can exist in this world together so that we can build a better future that is liberated for as many people as we possibly can make it be. 
and for the land and for for everything that we share this this space with. Um, again, without community, there is no liberation, but liberation must not mean a shedding of our differences, nor the pathetic pretense that our differences do not exist. I'm really interested in the differences that you bring. I'm really interested in the differences that I bring. I'm really interested in how that can coexist and how we can find liberation together. So welcome to a liberation journey. I hope you are on one too. And I hope we can be on one together. If there's anything that you want to talk about, any topics, I am excited to talk about it all. I'm excited to talk about white supremacy, about patriarchy, about capitalism, about I'm excited to talk about anything that will get us to a place where we can be exactly who we are without all of those different things standing in the way. So if you want to talk, um, drop me a line, message me, let's have a conversation. I'm hoping to bring a bunch of different people into this, into this show and to have dialogue and, and, and really unpack and, and talk and discuss together. And I'm excited to bring all of that to you and for this to be a really robust conversation that we could all engage in. Again, recognizing the limitation of language and all of this kind of is a shift in beingness anyway. Um, in understanding and deeper understanding. And we know that knowledge is not necessarily understanding. And so always seeking deeper understanding. So if you are a teacher or if you're someone who wants to just discuss these topics and, and have a conversation, I want to talk to you. Um, if you have questions, if you have topics, I want to hear from you. I want this to be a community. And right now the community is me. <laughs> so I really want to build this community with other people. Um, so liberation seekers until next time, all love and power to you. Bye.